0: Love Talk Radio.
1: to another edition of the Fantasy Football Feeding Frenzy as we prepare for the greatest regular season NFL game possibly ever. Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, Color Rush mustard bottle uniforms, Wally Sperlin, how can you not love this evening's action? No, I can't tell you how I can't
0: love this season. Because they give us the same matchup every year. This is like a Thursday night staple. It's like the anti-Thanksgiving. They force both these teams on us. It's I'm a crotchety old man now. I won't deny it. I'm not a fan of Thursday night football in general. And then I'm less of a fan when you're going to roll this out. The only thing that makes me more angry... (laughs) I know. I have to why, cover why this turkey. Oh, that's bad. Why did the Chicago Bears get another Monday night game? Why do the Chicago Bears get as many primetime games as they get? Yes, look, I'm I'm, I'm in my rocking chair on the porch, and I'm, I'm casking aspersions everywhere. It's, it's, <laughs> Todd I'm Lasky. Not, I'm, not, I'm not happy. Go to Todd. He's a happy Todd, man.
1: Todd Lasky. Get off Wally. Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> Okay, well, Wally, um, maybe you should, you know, continue your trend from last week and just start drinking heavily.
0: Oh,
1: I would. Oh my. And still, my.
0: <clears> God, <throat> are they really gonna, gonna
2: half time.
1: They're really gonna, they're really gonna wear the mustard bottles. I was kidding. Oh God, I have to watch it. I <laughs> <What? laughs> Okay, tonight notwithstanding. Not Big week eight around the NFL. We got 16s on a bye. We got the fantasy regular season entering the second half. We got folks who need to get a win this week to keep their floundering playoff hopes alive. Folks like, you know, me. So we'll get right to it. Week eight studs and duds. We will dive right in at the quarterback position. Mr. Todd Lasky, who is your week eight stud quarterback?
2: I have a very, very sneaky hunch that with the Patriots losing to the Bills a few weeks back and getting shut out 16-0, Tom Brady is going to play with a small chip on his shoulder. Now, make that a gigantic chip on his shoulder, and it looks like most of his receiving crew is going to be healthy. I think Tom Brady has a huge week this week against Buffalo.
1: Wow! Do you just look at your shoulder making that reach?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what do you think, that's Wally? not even low ha- fruit.
0: Yeah, that's not even low yeah, that's- fruit. That fruit's on the ground.
1: Yep. Yeah. There uh-huh. you go, Wally. Well,
0: I'm going to go with a man who it is. I believe at the press conference today, or is talking about it. To listen to him talk, it's lucky that he's going to be even on the field. Mr. Russell Wilson because the Seahawks travel to New Orleans and everybody scores in New Orleans. But Russell said today that that ankle injury that he suffered should have kept him out for a week, but he's still playing. And now he's got a pectoral injury. So either he's just going to fall over dead on Sunday, or he's sandbagging and he's going to have a very big day. I'm going with a very big day, mainly because it's the Saints and their defense. It's going to be a shootout. I think Jimmy Graham goes off. But I like Russell Wilson this week. Plus, I'm starting him in, in quite a few leagues. So, you know, obviously, I need
1: this. Man, that Seahawks-Cardinals game was like the fifth circle of fantasy football hell. <laughs> no uh, <sorry. laughs> yep. And not even the kickers. I mean, nobody gets any points at all, ever. David Johnson, though, I mean, God bless him. He was the only person in that game who didn't have fantasy owners crying. Uh, I'm gonna go Brady because I mean, yeah, Buffalo's gonna get rolled. Yeah. It's gonna be ugly, <laughs> buddy. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, but yeah, it's just gonna be bad. It's it's just gonna be so bad. I almost feel bad for him. Almost.
2: Todd, stud running back. Well, you know, well, I came close uh, to choosing Wally's quarterback, and. Uh, This particular week with Russell Wilson But I also Wanted to take Christian Michael And so I didn't want to keep Going Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks I chose my quarterback To be Tom Brady because I Love Christian Michael in this matchup So much better than any other running back I think he can go off And have a huge week I can see a couple of short touchdown runs I can also see him going well over 100 yards so for me that's pretty much a one-two punch that uh, is going to be very hard to beat.
1: I'm finding it very hard to argue with anything Todd is saying tonight. I like Christine Michael this week, too. Wally?
0: I'm going to – I went a little deep dive in for this one, but I like the matchup. I like the situation. Devontae Booker, the new lead back for the Denver Broncos, at home against the San Diego Chargers, the Broncos are looking for some payback. It's Booker's show now. Uh, I don't see Capri Bibbs, although, you know, we interviewed him on this podcast in years past. Now, getting that big of a role, I like the fact Chargers are given up eight rushing touchdowns. I like Booker.
1: I like him, too. He was actually the guy when I – because, folks, I'm doing these literally on the fly. It's been a busy day. When I was sitting there getting ready to set the show up, you know, I'm just names were popping through my head. And Booker's a guy that if you either grabbed him off the waiver wire a couple weeks ago or he's Mm -hmm. been sitting at the end of your bench this whole time, you're a very happy person right now. I mean, he's going to – he arguably had looked better than C.J. Anderson the past couple weeks anyway. Now we're getting news that Anderson is going to have surgery probably injured reserve designated for return bound, which means by the time he gets back, the season's going to be over from a fantasy perspective anyway. So, it's, and there are more than a few draft nicks heading into the 2016 NFL draft said that Devontae Booker was the best running back prospect in this year's class whose last name was not Elliott. So, and he's, like I said, he's looked good for the Broncos, and and they're a team that needs to run the football right now. They're not I go-out-and-throw-it-50-times-a-game type of squad. So I think I have Booker in one league, and I'm just chomping at the bit to roll him out there. And I think I probably dropped him in another one just because I'm I'm dumb. I don't know what else to say. Todd, you got a wide receiver.
2: Well, and this one I had a couple of obvious choices that really seemed to peek out in the very front of the foreground for me. At the end of the day, it was more or less a coin flip. But he did a little complaining last week. Uh, and normally when players tend to complain a little bit, they kind of get focused on with a little bit more of the offense. I'm going with Brandon Marshall going up at Cleveland against maybe the one of the worst defenses of all time. I think Brandon Marshall can just step up and have a huge game this week. So he is my pick.
1: Wally, who you got? Worst defense of all time. Thanks, Todd. I appreciate kicking me <laughs> on that. I a lot. Uh, if, if, if I was
0: if I was feeling a little more over the weather, I was going to jump on that. But I just I just let Todd pile on because I know that his Vikings lost, and I'd like to take this opportunity to quickly say, it's nice to be the only host of this show whose team won last week. Woo! Now, this is, <laughs> this is what we call the business of segue because I'm going to talk about the Lions right now and why I love DeAndre Hopkins this week as my stud wide receiver. I'm telling you, 200 yards are on the table here. Darius Slay is likely to miss this game. The Lions, their offense is getting some guys back, so we got a shootout coming. Even with blind in one eye, can't see out of the other, Brock Osweiler at quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins is in for a huge week against a Lions defense, just flat out gives it up. Wide receivers they've given up what 1260 yards wide receivers Nine touchdowns Maybe 220 for Hopkins this week
1: That's reverse to be homerism, per- folks
2: To be perfectly honest He was my other obvious choice So it was like a second point with those two
1: Well in the interest of Keeping things interesting I will go with A third option just why not I'll even go with a rookie I'll go with Mike Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. As Wally said, that is a game that has the makings of a shootout. If the Saints roll out their typical wide receiver configuration, that's Brandon Cooks on the right side, Mike Thomas on the left side, Willie Sneed in the slot. If that is what happens, that means Brandon Cooks draws Richard Sherman all day, which means Michael Thomas. Does not draw Richard Sherman all day. And generally when you're playing the Seahawks, the wide receiver who does not draw Richard Sherman all day gets thrown at quite a bit. And he's arguably, I mean, he's become, by halfway through his rookie year, you can make an argument he's the Saints' number one receiver right now. And the number one wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints has a tendency to Mm -hmm. see the ball quite a bit. So, Go Buckeyes, Mike Thomas, oh, and I don't want to talk about last week's game. So, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Nice. Hey, it's okay, though. Go Sparty this week. Although, I don't know if I want them to be – well, I always want them to beat Michigan, but no. Ohio State needs to I've, keep that strength of schedule up now.
0: I was going to say, as a Spartan fan, I don't want to
1: talk about this week's game.
0: <laughs> hey, well, you wow. never know, okay.
1: You, you never know Those rivalry games You just never know And I don't think Michigan's as good As their ranking To be honest they haven't played anybody Well they're not Playing anybody of that may just just be like Maryland or Indiana uh...
0: See now you've got me angry <laughs> Thinking about my spot
1: At least it wasn't Rutgers I guess Stud ID. Oh, no uh...
2: This is where I'm going to Jump onto the Homer bandwagon He actually jumped outside of the top 12 for for quite a while. I don't care if it's uh, Jay Cutler who's coming back. Uh, I don't care if it's Mr. Barkley quarterbacking for the Bears on Monday night. I think I see Everson Griffin having a monster game. I think the Vikings are going to be playing with a big chip on their shoulder. Uh, They did not look well whatsoever last week. I think they come back in a major way. Everson Griffin leads the defense and has a monster game.
1: I figured Minnesota was going to run into that game that they had last week sooner or later. That offense just ain't playing well enough. And sooner or later they were going to run into a game where they got scored on a little bit and it put more pressure on Sam Bradford. And he'd remember he's Sam Bradford. and But, I mean, you're 5 and 1, man, so how much can you really. You better not complain to me because I'm the fan of an 0 7 team, and I will reach through this <laughs> headset and slap you. Yep. You want to talk about angry, Wally? I will flipping show you angry. I'm the fan <laughs> of the only team in the NFL that hasn't won a game and may well not win a game all flipping year long. So, okay. Deep well, breath. Then we'll. Ha- then we Think will Captain have sucks. another
0: thing in common. Oh, well, I don't want to <laughs> have that I am in the common only, with you. I am the only, I'm the only host on the show of a team that did happen to go winless. So there we have it. Yeah. Yes, they Olen did. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, hoping for. I don't want you guys to go in sixteen. As a Lions fan, we want that. That's our thing. We get to hang on to that like the memory of Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. And <laughs> That's the reverse.
1: <laughs> It's the reverse champagne thing with the 72 Dolphins. You pop the bubbly when the last winless team gets that win because then the record's exactly. still yours. That's, yes. you've, spent, you've spent too much time in Michigan, my friend. <laughs> Mr. I Berlin, your, your stud IDP.
0: Well, I'm going to go with someone who fell off a bit of the IDP cliff last week, to Tavis Brown, the linebacker. Uh, the Chargers. Good call. Uh, it's that is the last week. I'm I'm looking at it as an outlier. Only two tackles. And what I'm also looking it was. at. Yeah. In week six when they played Denver, let me just read you these stats really quick because I love them. Thirteen solos, 14 14 tackles. Fourteen total tackles. <laughs> yeah, fourteen tackles, thirteen solo, a sack, and a forced fumble. I look for a game uh-huh. similar to that. You know, I I got crazy last week going with a safety. I don't know why I I, I left the linebacker realm, but no, I love Brown this week. Um, like I said, that I'm throwing last week out and, and looking forward to this week. And I think it, it, he really steps up.
1: I will also recommend Jatavis you, Brown. You're absolutely right. I watched I watched the Denver San Diego game because I covered the Thursday games for Bleacher. I watched that Atlanta. San Diego game this past week. It was just an aberration. It was just one of those games. He played every. Everyone looks at. I had people asking me all week long because so they saw Denzel Perriman's snap line, or stat line, and they saw like, Juttavis Brown's stat line. Like, Should I drop Brown for Perriman? Has the worm turned? Yada, yada. No, nothing has turned. I think Perriman was only on the field for 34 snaps. Granted, he made the most of those snaps, but it's still Brown who's the every down guy. And like Wally said, Brown went nuts against the Broncos two weeks ago. was everywhere making tackles. The Broncos are going to try to run the ball with Devontae Booker. So, if you're a Jatavis Brown owner, start him with confidence this week. Just It happens to the best of. J.J. Watt will go out and throw up a donut every now and again. It just mm-hmm. happens. Uh, if you want another one, Derek Johnson this week, only good veteran linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs playing an Indianapolis Colts team that is allowing the most fantasy points per game yep. to the linebacker position. I think DJ is, a, DJ is a guy. You're starting him every week anyway, but I think it's going to be an especially good week for him. Flip side of the coin, Mr. Lasky, who's your dud
2: quarterback? Well, normally the games in London tend to be very ugly. Uh, sometimes there's a bad weather, uh, I think that's got a part part of it to deal with, you know, with rain or that sort of thing. But the bigger issue, I think, is playing so early the teams are not used to it. I think Kirk Cousins is going up against a very good Cincinnati Bengals defense, and I think he's going to have a very tough time this week. Uh, a combination of all the elements. Todd's just going to keep banging on Kirk Cousins until he hits it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Take that, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> huh? It Molly, is what it is.
2: Dad.
0: Yeah. Oh, my dud your dud? My dad is Philip Rivers of the San Diego Chargers. He's going to Denver, and yes, the Chargers did beat Denver two weeks ago. But in that game, 18 for 29, 178 yards, one touchdown, and that's in a win, and that was at home. Uh, a similar stat line is not going to get him in the top 12, and I see probably less of a stat line. We'll see if Hunter Henry can get clear from the concussion protocol because he was a big part of that passing game. And if he's out, it's even worse for Rivers. Phillip Rivers at Denver, one of the toughest teams as far as giving up fancy points
1: to quarterbacks. That's who I got to, like you said. And that game was just two weeks ago, so it's still fresh in Denver's mind. At Denver I think they're going to look for measure Payback I will say though Hunter Henry I just read Just as I was glancing at Roto World Before the show He was upgraded to a full practice Today so it sounds like He is probably going to Clear concussion protocol And play Sunday but yeah I mean Denver's just not an easy Team to throw on the no Fly zone is no joke And I would expect Rivers to struggle And I expect Denver to win that game so, Mr. Latsky, your good running back.
2: Uh, this is the, the best low-hanging fruit scenario of, of the entire season for me. Uh, the Bills probably made a big mistake <laughs> in uh, playing with McCoy last week. Uh, he re-aggravated his hamstring. Uh, he's very iffy this week. I think this is pretty much a piece of cake. Plus, I also, like we talked about, I think New England is going to have a major chip on her shoulder. Uh, I got to sit the, the Sean McCoy.
1: Yeah, I got McCoy too.
0: I have McCoy. That's a that's a clean sweep. That's <laughs> Joker, Joker,
1: and a Joker. <laughs> yeah, some big help we are to fantasy owners, hey, you don't want to play LaShawn McCoy. This people are like, no kidding. I'm just I think I only own McCoy in one league and I have Gillisley there so at least I can but I also have Divine that's the league I have Booker in, so Mike Gillisley can enjoy his weekend on the bench and I'll run it. To, but I've got I have Gillisley in a handful of leagues where I just grabbed him off the wood. So I'll be plugging I think he's probably I don't know an okay R B two this week. I mean the the Bills are gonna be playing from behind. And I don't know that they're going to run the ball great, but I can see him getting some decent garbage time, screen pass, PPR action. Mm-hmm.
2: Mr. Lasky, dud wide receiver. Well, I'm going to kind of touch on what you uh, commented on earlier with your stud wide receiver. Uh, because my dud wide receiver is going against that called Richard Sherman for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Brandon Cooks I see having a very difficult game this week Because of that matchup Sherman is one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL I see Drew Brees spreading around to everybody else Kind of ignoring Brandon Cooks Because he's not going to be there He's not going to be open Richard Sherman is going to be on like a blanket Brandon says my job It's this week.
1: interesting To my knowledge I don't think the Saints Screw around a whole lot with flipping sides I think they more or less just run their guys out. Now, maybe Sean Payton will go into the game and say, hey, I don't want to leave him on Richard Sherman all day. And he might if he didn't have such good alternate options in Willie Sneed. And, you know, having that depth at wide receiver kind of allows you to essentially use Brandon Cooks as almost a decoy for most of the day. So I have a hard time arguing with that call. Mr. Sperling.
0: Uh, and it pains me to say this because I'm a huge fan of this guy and you know, always have been, and I, I believe you are as well, Gary, from your time in Arizona. But it's Larry Fitzgerald and going up against the Carolina Panthers. And there's a couple of reasons. First of all, the Panthers are in a do-or-die situation. I still don't think that the division is out of their reach unless they lose this game. And so I think they're going to come out very fired up, at home, and what's interesting is Carson Palmer has played against them twice since joining the Cardinals. And in those two games, he's thrown seven interceptions, he's been sacked six times, and he's lost two fumbles while throwing two touchdown passes. So this is going to be a bad week for Larry Fitzgerald. I think that it is. Cardinals. There's, certain, there's certain teams you don't play well against, and Carson Palmer doesn't especially on the road at Carolina and in the two games that Carson Palmer has been the quarterback, Larry Fitzgerald has totaled seven catches for 73 yards, no scores, and actually one, two, three, four, five, six games against Carolina he's never scored. So I think Fitzgerald, and I hate to say it because I love him, and Floyd might be out. I just think that this, this game just doesn't bode well for the Cardinals. And Carson Palmer doesn't look right to me either.
1: No, if the Cardinals have any sense, they're gonna. It's going to become a David Johnson show from here out. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, Fitzgerald will still be the top receiving option amongst them, especially since you know Floyd and John Brown are more the vertical options, and that's what's really missing from the Arizona offense right now. Whether it's defenses taking that away from them, or Carson Palmer struggling, or a combination of the two. Whatever you want to blame it on, they're not moving the ball over And I also I think by giving the ball to David Johnson more and opening up that run game, if defenses are scheming to try to take that vertical pass away from Bruce Arians because they know what a big part of that, his offense that is, that's how you get them safeties creeping back up toward the line of scrimmage yeah. As you start peeling off 12- and 15-yard runs with regularity. Never mind you've got arguably the best running back in the National Football League, so it might make a little bit of sense. To go ahead and use them, I went with Cooks too Like I said, if I'm going to go with Mike Thomas as my stud I might as well go with Cooks as my dud And hope that I'm right about which side of the field Sherman's going to be on Because if Cooks goes nuts and Thomas says nothing I'm going to feel pretty dumb A.J. Green is a guy That would make me a little nervous this week Like Todd said They're making the Transatlantic flight They're playing the Redskins The Redskins finally pulled their heads out of their Areas Mm-hmm and started putting Josh Norman, who it looks like he's going to clear the protocol, too. And he's making the flight yeah, to traveled. London. So, if I, yeah. yeah, I think if they wasn't going to clear protocol, they just wouldn't even have flown him over there. So, it looks like he's going to be okay to play. So, he'll probably have green. And I just wonder, like Todd said, if it's not going to be one of those funky London games. All three of those guys, honestly, I don't know how you can sit Cooks or Fitz or Green. In a week right. where the six teams are on a bye. I mean, it's just not likely. You just need to I don't, temper your expectations or pray for a touchdown catch or something like that because I would expect them to have worse than usual numbers. Mr. Lasky, dud, IDP.
2: Well, I expect that Jordan Nelson is going to slowly continue to improve health-wise. It looked like Aaron Rodgers gained some confidence in the second half of last week's game. I expect him to continue with that trend. And I can see Robert Alford having a very poor week against the Packers because Aaron Rodgers, I think, is going to find his pinpoint accuracy that he's had for so long. I think it's close. I think he finds it this week. I don't see very much from Robert Alford this week.
1: You know, one note from that game. Devontae Adams makes me nervous. I know a lot of people are going to be, they snatched Devontae Adams up off the waiver wire, and they're going to be just eager as all get out to roll him out there this weekend. But between Jordy Nelson being it's Jordy Nelson's corpse and Randall Cobb is looking iffy, did not practice today. So I don't know if he's going to be a go, although they'll try to get him out there. If I'm Dan Quinn, I'm putting Desmond Truffaut on Adams.
2: Okay. And trying to yeah. take that away yeah.
1: from him. Yeah. And if that's the case, Ty- you know, there's not, there's not going to be 13 catches for Adams this week. It's just not going to happen. You know, while we're on this topic of the Packers, my dud IDP is Kamal Ishmael, safety of the Falcons. We'll get to Wally here in just a second. Ty Montgomery, is he a wide receiver or a running back? Todd.
2: Now, well, he was drafted as a wide receiver. Uh, that's where he's listed at on the depth chart. Uh, I think he's got to be a wide receiver. I know he can play running back, but a lot of wide receivers have run the ball in the past. Uh, but I, in my eyes, I think he's a wide receiver only.
1: Mr. Sperling.
2: Yeah, uh, I agree with what Todd mentioned. Uh, again, that's what
0: was drafted as. Obviously, he also played some running back in college, and obviously the lining him up a running back. Aaron Rodgers mentioned, oh, he's a running back. I know some sites have started to designate him running back, but I think as Niall Davis gets more comfortable, and is as, as it Don Jackson, Dave Jackson, if his hand's okay, I think they'll start... You know, it, it'll be less and less on a weekly basis that they're lining Montgomery out there, but I, I love what they're doing. I mentioned this in Wally's world. I love the way they're using him. Put him back there. <laughs> swing passes, kick him out, bubble screens, give him the runs. I mean, right now, I went and tried to get him as many leagues as possible just because I know he's missed a couple of factors of his illness. Generally, illness doesn't keep you out, so I think he'll be good to go. But I think he's he's a wide receiver.
1: Um, To be honest, and so far as I know, there aren't any – fantasy providers who took away his wide receiver eligibility, ESPN and Flea Flicker, he's eligible now as a wide receiver and as a running back. Yahoo left right. him at just wide receiver and they had a big they had a they made a point of they published a whole article on Yahoo explaining why they did what they did. Which is kind of ironic that Yahoo, the one that has caused the most positional eligibility kerfuffles is the one that left him alone. But, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. I will say this, because Roto-World switched into running back. And my fantasy league uses Roto-World for their positional eligibility. Mm -hmm. Although MFL is usually pretty loath to change them once the season starts. They usually don't do it in the middle of the stream. Like, they didn't change Mark Barron, yes, last year he stayed. Of safety for the remainder of the 2015 season, then they switched him. in say, deathmatch death match a league where I'm the commissioner, if they did switch him to running back, I would probably rule that you could use him in either position just because, right, I mean, it's just, he's just so hard to quantify right now. Mm-hmm. I agree okay, with so you guys. I think, I think he's more wide receiver than running back. But to me, this isn't like a Marquez Colston situation where Colston never should have had tight end eligibility to begin with, and he wasn't playing as a tight—he was a wide receiver that people were plugging into a tight end slot. So I don't see this as—or even last year with Barron, Barron was not a safety; he was a linebacker who just so happened to have been playing safety. And it, you know, it doesn't feel like one of those loopholes to me that people get bent out of shape about. So.
2: I mean, he's
1: a good guy to have right now, especially with the usage he's getting. And while I agree with you to an extent, Wally, that Nile Davis and uh, that practice squad kid will probably see more work. Given how well Montgomery has taken to this new kind of Swiss Army knife role, you know, know, if any broke, don't fix it. Oh, exactly.
0: Exactly. Interesting, you you mentioned Yahoo. Um, I actually help a friend of mine, uh, She's a woman. Lives in Texas. I'm gonna give her a shout out. Best St. Louis, Kenny. Nice. Uh, they. She has IDP, which she's never played before. They still have Dion Buchanan as a defensive back on Yahoo. Yeah, I know. So wow. we're riding him. We're riding him on a weekly basis. I'm just like, yeah, we just do we'll, it. We'll keep him there. That's nice. I think, uh, we'll roll that. So.
1: I think Barron's still got dual eligibility too.
0: Okay, yeah, we we didn't happen to have there,
1: him, but, uh, yeah. There are all kinds of them on Yahoo that are busted. Uh, Jarrell Casey, DeForest Buckner, Corey Luget, all defensive tackle, which, no, <laughs> they're not. And there are a few outside linebackers with defensive end eligibility and you know, I don't – Ladarius Webb's still eligible as cornerback, even though he's playing free safety. With, <laughs> there are a few of those guys floating around. but. And I knew going into the season that Buchanan still – and I would had him – he was on my target list because I'm in one Yahoo IDP league, but somebody else was super eager and went safety crazy at the early in the draft. So uh-huh. I didn't get him. I'm stuck with just uh, – I think I got Antoine Bethea, Eric Weddle – um, I don't know. Everybody's on buy this week. Landon Collins, I got so I have great safeties. They're well, just all off this week. There yep. you go. Okay, tonight's Titanic struggle: Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans. Hang Mr. on, wait. I didn't, I didn't get this. Okay, my okay. okay. That. Oh, it's you baby cry. It's, what, who's your that it's, IDP? It's,
0: it's Steve McClendon again, who's been my guy since week two. He's, <laughs> he's, at, he's at number 12 now in defensive tackle, so he's about to fall out of that. I emailed you guys, get on board this cruise ship. It's a Steve McClendon cruise. It's about to end. It's Steve McClendon. This is the most airtime he's ever gotten on any show, anytime. time. Go get him, Steve.
2: Hey, why do you think you gave me crap for having cousins a couple of weeks in a row what start start fishing it out to wally
1: wally you shouldn't do that, Is that <laughs> does that work
2: yeah very Is that good sufficient? okay yeah i I'm, I'm I'm very impressed
1: all right. tonight's titanic struggle between the Titans and the Jacksonville jaguars color rush nightmare that many of us will never recover from. Mr. Sperlin, over under PPR scoring. Oh, it's been a rough year for him, so we'll go seventeen fantasy points for Allen Robinson. Oh,
0: um, he had two great games against Tennessee last year, but I have no faith in Bortles right now. The Tennessee defense is really beginning to have some quarterback. I'm going. I'm going to go under. I just I don't trust Jacksonville at all right now. Even
1: with no Parrish Cox, because he's out with a concussion.
0: Yeah, no, it's just Blake Bortles is doing his best Brock Osweiler impersonation. So, no, except with more turnovers. I don't trust him. <laughs> That's
2: it. I dropped an Osweiler bomb.
1: It's just Boy, you might, wow.
2: Maybe, maybe you better start having some of those whiskeys so you get in a better mood. That was kind of rough. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm angry. Oh. I've
0: been working in the garden all day. I'm an angry man. <laughs> Again, Lions only teamed that one last week. I'm just saying.
2: What enjoy you your play? moment in the sun.
0: Look at that. Look at that. I dropped that one and you, you, you couldn't, especially Todd couldn't deal with it. The Vikings know, lost it, and he doesn't know what to do right now.
2: Enjoy your moment in the sun. The eclipse is man. coming very soon.
1: Things are getting ugly quick Washington (laughs) Redskins Cincinnati Bengals Across the pond Mr. Latsky Seems to be a weekly question Rapidly becoming one that Driving fantasy owners Crazy is this a Jeremy Hill week or a Gio Bernard week
2: And you know I I figured that was a question You were going to ask Jeremy Hill looked fantastic Last week But I can see this very well playing out to more of a Giovanni Bernard game this week. Uh, I I can just see a lot of short passes. Uh, Again, the games tend to be very ugly across the pond, and I think the the fans are going to need a little excitement, so I can see a lot of short passes and let Gio and his speed take over.
1: Mr. Sperlin, we saw him get the most touches in the Redskins' backfield this week,
2: I mean last week.
1: Given all the teams on by, et cetera, et cetera. Does Chris Thompson put up R B two numbers this week? Yes,
0: I believe he does. I think Matt Jones, I don't think he's practicing yet this week, so I see more touches for Thompson. They're working Kelly in. But I liked what I saw from Thompson, even though you know it was against my Lions and their porous defense. I'm being kind. No, I, yeah, I think RB two numbers are well within reach for Thompson.
1: New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, payback being what it is. I know you like Mr. Brady Todd, so I'll go to you with this one, Wally. We'll go over under 27 fantasy points for the Golden Boy. Oh,
0: 27. I'm going to go over. It's it, It's the FU Tour for the Patriots. And any chance they get to run it up, especially on, you know, on Rex Ryan, they're going to do it. It's funny he's been he's been pretty nice this week in the press conferences. It's like he's not trying to poke the bear, but it's too late. You beat the bear, and the bear's angry, and now the bear has Brady back. So no, I I I think over. I I think they try to just run it up. There was no probably no McCoy or hindered McCoy. They have
1: no chance if that's the case, then I would think Rob Gronkowski is going to have a good week as well. So go to Utah, over under 20 fantasy points for Gronk. Uh,
2: Martellus Bennett is still a little bit banged up. We know Tom Brady loves his tight ends. Uh, It also looks like Gronk could be very close to, if not fully healthy. I think Gronk goes off, so I'm going to go over for Gronk.
1: Things aren't looking good for the Bills, folks. Arizona Cardinals, Carolina Panthers. We know that Wally does not like Larry Fitzgerald, so I'll go to you with this one, Todd. Kelvin Benjamin or Larry Fitzgerald?
2: Oh, I don't really like this matchup either for Kelvin Benjamin. I I would think that Patrick Peterson is going to be on him. Patrick Peterson is, is one of the best cornerbacks in football. Uh,. I think i got to go Fitzgerald over Benjamin, but it's it's close. I don't think either one has a very good game. But when I said Larry Fitzgerald was going to have a bad game a couple weeks ago, well, that came back and bit me in the backside. So <laughs> he, he's a local boy. i got to go with Larry Fitzgerald having a better game this week.
1: Mr. Sperlin, he's had a bye week to try to get it together. Like you said, the Panther season isn't over yet. Does Cam Newton get it together and post, we'll say, top six quarterback numbers? Yes.
0: I, I believe he does. Uh, like I said, this is a game that is do or die, all or nothing for the Panthers now. They dropped a one and six, and you're just playing out the string. They're at home. Like it's a team they've dominated of late. So I look for Cam. He's already said he's going to continue to run the ball. I think he finishes, like, five or higher. So, yeah, top six for sure.
1: Mr. Lasky, New York Jets, Cleveland Clowns. Terrell Pryor and Isaiah Crowell. Or Matt Forte and Quincy Anunwa? Ooh,
2: that's an interesting one. Uh, I... I think Terrell Pryor is going to fade fast. Uh, I just think that they're losing all kinds of hope uh, within Cleveland. We've seen Isaiah Crowell also have his numbers drop quite heavily the past couple of weeks. So more or less by default, I'm going to go with the guy who really picked it up last week with Matt Forte and Quincy Inua for the Jets.
0: I like that.
1: Mr. Sperling, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans. Oh yeah, Lamar Miller's. Lamar Miller's. Lamar Miller's a little banged up. Would you consider Alfred Blue as a flex play this week?
2: No,
0: no. I, I still think Miller will, will get his carries, but I think uh, Bill O'Brien, who I've not been that big of a fan of, but uh, he comes to the Belichick tree. He knows what's going on. You attack the Lions through the air. And again, with no Darius Slay, no DeAndre Levy. um, Yes, Ziggy's back a little bit better, but I think this is a huge game for Brock Osweiler, DeAndre Hopkins, Kadorowicz. It's going to have a big game because tight ends just do against the Lions. So I, I don't consider really either Houston running back as someone that I'm that crazy about, or if I'm crazy about one, it's Miller, but again, I think, you know, you dance with who brung you, and who you can dance against with the Lions is the passing game, so I think you just need a, a smidge of Miller just to keep the Lions' defense honest,
1: and it, it's
0: not enough to consider Blue.
1: Mr. Latsky, we already know that Wally is all over some nut this week. DeAndre Hopkins or Marvin Jones? Uh,
2: I also had Hopkins very high on my uh, stud watch list uh, for a lot of the reasons that Wally already said. As much as I like Marvin Jones, he's been kind of quiet of late. uh, And as much as we all like DeAndre Hopkins at the beginning of the year, he has not really blown up. I can see him blowing up this week, like Wally has predicted. I'm not so sure about 220 yards, like what Wally said, but I do think Mm -hmm. that DeAndre Hopkins can go up this week. So I'm going Hopkins.
1: I can't say that I blame you. I will say that I wouldn't have a whole lot of reservation about starting Jones or Golden Tate, who has picked it up late for the Lions this week. Houston's got injury problems of their own in the secondary if you're playing in a cornerback required IDP league, A.J. Bouye, you may want to look that up. He had a big game against Denver, and I think he'll probably get thrown at a lot this week, too. Kansas City Chiefs, Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Spurlin, Spencer Ware or Frank Gore? Spencer
0: Ware. Love how they're using him. I don't like the Indianapolis defense that much. Jamal Charles limited in practice; seems to have had a setback. Ware is active in the passing game. It's not only the number of passes he's catching, but it's how many yards he's racking up. Now I'm going, I'm going Ware all day long. I love me some Frank Gore and have for a lot of years, but I I I, I like Ware.
1: Mr. Latsky, PPR over under. 17, we'll go to the Allen Robinson number for Hill.
2: Uh, that's a pretty good number. I'm going to go under this week. I was actually very fortunate to be able to pick up Dante Moncrief uh, on, in one of my leagues. Uh, I can see him coming back in a big way right away. He is practicing. He looks like he's good to go. I think Moncrief can be a very big weapon for Andre, Andrew Luck and I can see the Colts as a whole improving a little bit because he is now back. They've got a better receiving core. I think Moncrief comes back in a big way this week. I think T.Y. Hilton's numbers will suffer from here on out. And there's Mark Berlin.
1: Seattle Seahawks, New Orleans Saints, Doug Baldwin and Christine Michael or Brandon Cooks and Mark Ingram.
0: I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to go with Baldwin and Michael just because of the defenses. You know, I know Seattle's a a bit stronger at home, but I I think they'll travel well enough to, again, I just don't trust the Saints defense. And I like Russell Wilson. Obviously I picked him as my stud quarterback this week. Um, you know, obviously, Ball was not put up the numbers he did late last year, but he's still the number one wide receiver. I like Michael. I know Rawls is coming back in a couple of weeks, so I think they're going to ride him. And, again, the, to me, the Saints defense struggles at every level. So, I like the Seahawks this week.
1: Todd, over under 2.5 touchdown passes for Drew Brees.
2: Now, I got to go over. He, he plays really well at home. Um, there's something about him where he's not so good on the road as we saw last week in Kansas city did not have a very good game, but at home, he's a different person. He, even against a tough Seahawks defense, I think it's over. Oakland
1: Raiders, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wally Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree? Wow, oh,
0: that's a, such that's a, oh, a tough one to figure out on a weekly basis. Because Crabtree stepped back up last week, but then again, I mean, Amari uh, Cooper drew a lot of Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I think Cooper steps back up this week. I'm going to go Amari Cooper. I'll go A little up-down theory. He was down last week. I think he's back up.
1: I just honestly think right now Derek Carr is more comfortable throwing at Crabtree in the red zone at least.
0: Yeah, that, that that's the thing. You need big plays from Cooper, or, or maybe some long gains. But I, that that is a tough one. And I've never been a Crabtree fan, but he fits in very well there.
1: Oh, Mr. Lasky, over under twenty-one fantasy points for Mike Evans. <laughs>
2: He's obviously the go-to guy now. I mean, he's seeing a ton of targets. And like I said he's earlier, in the year, he's the only guy. Yeah. yeah, he's on he's on pace for over 200 targets. Uh, he does still drop the ball a little bit, but I can see him also getting a ton of catches, crossing 100 yards, and scoring. So I am going to go over. Yeah, speaking
1: of those quarterbacks. Speaking to those cornerback required IDP leagues, folks, what you want to do is you want to take out the NFL schedule, and then you want to look and see who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing, and then you want to get that guy. Because, like Todd said, Mike Evans is just being – I mean, I like David Amerson and Sean Smith both this week. Mm-hmm. Because it's just – it's ridiculous. Mike Evans – Plus, you have a quarterback in Jameis Winston who's prone to turning the ball over. So, it's, it's the perfect storm. I think the Saints are the only team giving up more fantasy points to defensive backs just because they throw constantly. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if you separate out cornerbacks and safeties if it's actually the Buccaneers. Three of the top four matchups right now for uh, defensive backs in terms of fantasy points allowed per game in the NFC South. The Saints are first. The Bucs are second. The Panthers are fourth.
0: No. Let me ask, let me just jump over and ask both you guys, did you ever see Jacques Rogers doing what he's doing? I would never have predicted that. I I mean, I, I, I've tried to pick him up, but with the carries he's getting for the Bucks and they're just putting up the yards, the touchdowns haven't been that, that great. But I did not think that this guy could be a 30 carry, you know, high 20 carry guy and and put up these numbers. And it's not like the Bucs have the Cowboys' uh, offensive line. That's just been one of the biggest surprises to me this year.
2: Well, uh, oh, I'm uh, not gonna to, go, go ahead, Josh. To, to go right along with that, just as big a surprise, if not even bigger, especially a month ago, this team looked like they were totally doomed in the Miami Dolphins. But J.J. J. Oh, yeah. Back to back 200 yard games? I mean, yeah. yeah you know, I mean,
0: yeah, but he was drafted. Can I do it, right? you know, I... it was the knee that was kind of the thing with Ajayi. But I'm sorry, dude, I do not mean to cut you off, Gary. I'm just saying. But as far as that, Rogers, Rodgers, he'd kind of been slotted into that and bounced around that third down roll. And all of a sudden is that. But I, I, I agree with what Todd's saying. about. But Rogers to me, has just been uh, eye opening, I guess, would I... be the nice way to put it.
1: I was asked that very question during my spot in Phoenix last night. He asked me about Ajay and because Rogers. I said, Ajay, you know, there were a lot of people who were kind of high on Ajay early in the draft process before we found out about the need. And obviously this season didn't get off to the best of starts for him. You know, he was going to be the starter. And then they signed Darian Foster and he essentially threw a temper tantrum and was inactive for week one. You know, maybe that sent a message when they made him inactive. And, but, you know, we kind of, or at least some suspected that J a J could be a 20-plus carry a game, you know, lead running back type. Whereas, right. like Wally said, Dripis Rogers has always been what Dripis Rodgers... I mean, there have been... He's had big fantasy games in the past. You have one here, one there. But nothing like... Especially not on the ground. You know, usually when he had a big game, he'd you know, pick up 50, 60 yards on the ground and then Catch seven or eight passes and score a touchdown that way, but yeah, I, to me Rodgers is the bigger surprise. Not that watching a guy peel off 200 wow. two hundred yards games yeah. in a row is not. I mean that don't happen very. I think it's happened. I think there were three other backs that have done it: O.J. Simpson, Earl Campbell, and I can't remember the third guy. There's one other guy. All right. I'm
0: looking at my Earl Campbell McFarland right now, so and let's pour a quick one out for Arian Foster. We all kinda yeah, knew it was good coming. Player. We all kinda of knew it was coming and he gave it what he had to give this year and he's got nothing left. But man did he dominate for a while with some Marshall Falls type numbers. So you know, I know I've hated on him in some start bench articles when he was supposed to first come back, but you know what he's what he did there for a while is an undrafted. Unfortunately, it's always been the injuries with him, and it's shortened what could have been yeah his body more amazing career.
1: Yeah, his body just let I mean, it just wouldn't let him. He did what yeah. he could. Led the NFL rushing once. Had a nice little season. Got that one nice contract from the Texans. You know, made himself some life changing money. i just what happens to running backs sometimes. They take a pounding. Yeah. Lasky, San Diego Chargers, Denver Broncos, Devontae Booker, or Melvin Gordon.
2: Uh, I was actually in agreement uh, with a lot of what Wally was saying about Phillip Rivers. Well, I mean, both of you guys, that you have him as your bench this week. He was this close to being my stud or my dud also this week. I think San Diego has a big letdown across the board. Uh, I think Denver plays with a chip on their shoulder because they're not in first place anymore in a division. They still want everybody to know that they're the big dog in the house, and they're going to come out, and I think they're going to really, really beat up on San Diego. I don't see Gordon having anywhere near the numbers he's had the past few weeks. I think Gordon suffers big time. So I'm going hmm. to So let me ask you this, because I
1: have a league where I've got uh, Le'Veon Bell on by, I got Ezekiel Elliott back off of by Melvin Gordon is my it's a dynasty team I took over, so I got Gordon, Elliott, Bell are my top three backs. You start two. Would you consider sitting Melvin Gordon and sliding Ty Montgomery into that slot? PPR.
2: Yes, this week I would. Again, because Ty Montgomery is going to see the ball. Passing and running Yes Because of his dual eligibility And you can slide him in I would play him this week ahead of Gordon
1: Because I think I have Because I got two wide receivers See this league has got a lot of flex spots Where you can play one or two positions Like wide receiver slash running back So I think right now I might have Montgomery in at wide receiver right now Over Marvin Jones and then Mike Evans is my other wideout. So I could go with Jones and Evans at the wide receiver spot and slide Montgomery in. The well, you've given me something, too. I don't want to take up the last ten minutes of the show trying to set my own lineup. Although I took this team oh, over. Somehow this team – the team has some talent. It's a super flex league, too, so you can start two quarterbacks. The team has – I don't know how this team went three and ten last year other than their IDPs were complete garbage, and I've kind of – Duct tape together a defensive lineup. <laughs> it's not great, but it gets me. A, the scoring's not real weighted real heavily there either. But I've turned this team from three and ten last year to right now I'm six and one and lead the league in scoring. Nice. There you go. If, oh. I hey, could use a tight high. end. Although with the, so long as Dwayne Allen's out, I'm set at tight end too because I've got Jack, the Mac Daddy Doyle. There you have
0: it. <laughs> hey. Keep in mind with Gordon though, week six against Denver, he, he was, you know, twenty-seven carries, ninety-four yards. He just didn't reach the end zone, which is one of the rare times. But I'm just <laughs> saying, lot of lot yards of for are carrying.
1: Saying. Yeah, that yards for carrying so hot.
0: Yeah, but I think the usage is and might be again. Oh yeah, I, I, I guess I, I, this could be a tough one, but. Never count out the Chargers, which I think we all might have done a few weeks ago, but after those devastating late-game losses. But Phillip Rivers and his trash-talking, non-swearing ways just
1: gets it done. <laughs> Mr. Sperling, Green Bay Packers, Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers?
0: Ooh, that's – ah, I like that one. That's a good one. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Matt Ryan. He's been putting up better numbers. I think the Falcons are starting to go Falcons 2015, but he's got Julio Jones. Packers secondary banged up. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers looked good last week. That was the Bears. Now I'm going to go Matt Ryan. Right, he's the number one fancy quarterback right now, and I'm.
1: I'll keep riding that, Matty Ice, Mr. Latsky, Devonta Freeman against the number one run defense, but with no Tevin Coleman or the aforementioned Ty Montgomery.
2: I would have to say the way Freeman is going, you gotta you gotta keep riding him. I think uh, last week or uh, when Dallas beat up on Green Bay a little bit. They showed that you can run on Green Bay. Green Bay had not really played against too many uh, good running deep or running offenses. I think uh, you got to go with uh, Freeman in this matchup. I think they can run the ball a little bit on Green Bay. I think Dallas proved that. Philadelphia like that. Eagles,
1: Dallas Cowboys, back to you, Todd. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks: Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott.
2: I think Dallas is going to come in. I mean, this could be really, really loud there. Uh, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to face. Uh, it's prime time. I think it's going to be very loud in Jerry Dome. Uh, I think i got to go with Scott this week.
1: Mr. Sperlin, Jordan Matthews, or Cole Beasley? Oh, that, you know,
0: as I go back and listen to our podcast, I realize that. Gary asks such great questions because so many times I go, oh. And I just did it again. So I just want to to let people know I realize I do do that. But I'm always curious to see what he's going to ask.
2: Uh,
0: I'm going to go Cole Beasley because he reminds me of Nick Nolte and North Dallas 40. So I'm going Cole Beasley.
1: How's that for
0: breaking it down
1: You know, everyone keeps talking about Dez coming back. I really don't. I mean, whoopee. One, I don't know that it's a great idea because Danny Trevathan had this same injury a few years ago, missed the same amount of time, five weeks. Came back, went out there, first game, Uh, fractured it again, out for the season. And I just, if I'm a Dez Bryant owner, I don't know if I'm doing cartwheels Any, It's not like Dez was lighting it up before. Dak's just not... And the Dallas offense right now ain't about stretching the field. It's Mm. about ball control and Ezekiel Elliott and short passes and Cole Beasley. So, of course, if I'm a Devs owner, hope for one big game and then try, like, you know what to sell.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, Minnesota Vikings. Very, wait, I'm just saying. Good. I know you broke that down very well, but you did not use a Nick Nolte North Dallas
1: 40. Yeah, what can I say? <laughs> I'm not the pro you are, buddy. <laughs> really. I'm just, I'm too old. Mr. I'm Lasky, old. Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, Tadeem Carey, or Matt Asiata?
2: Wow. And
1: once again, that fan, Matt Asiata Matt is the Freddy Krueger of running backs. He will not die.
2: I, I, I don't think we're going to see Jarek McKinnon at all. Uh, he was spotted with a walking boot on today. Uh, even though this was their first practice of the week, I don't think he plays, whereas I can see some timeshare with the Chicago Bears' backfield. So I guess by default, I'm going to go with Asiata.
1: <laughs> when... Peterson goes down, everybody rolls out and blows their fab on Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. I go out pick up massa mad Asiata for nothing. Because we just saw this movie. And it's exactly. yeah, McKinnon's gonna be the guy, McKinnon's gonna be the guy, McKinnon's gonna be McKinnon gets dinged up and Asiata goes out there and averages two and a half yards a carry <laughs> and carries the ball fifteen times. But if he gets inside the, the five yard line, you're going to get a touchdown out of it. Next thing you know, yeah. you're looking at your lineup every week, and you're like, "Holy crap, Matt Asiata is my RB two because he's the flipping Freddy Krueger of fantasy running backs.
2: He will <laughs> yep. not die. There you go. How hey, you like that nice little
1: Halloween reference that snuck in there? Right <laughs> you know that—that's
0: why you're, you're the host with the most. And I just picked up Asiata in the Blog Talk Radio host league that we
1: are now two and five in. uh, Thank you, Todd Gurley. Asiata is the key to our comeback, man. Oh, yeah. I'll
0: start him over, over, Gurley, next week. I don't care. I'm so down (laughs) on Gurley. I'll I'll trade him right now for Arian Foster, and I know he retired.
2: You're dead (laughs) to me, Todd Gurley, dead to me. Ooh.
1: I'm Sorry. thinking that next year might be a good idea. To let Todd draft that team.
0: Yeah, we've had a little. We've we've, we've had some setbacks.
2: I, I, I can hear that. I can hear that. I can hear that whiskey bottle draining itself there, Wally. How you doing, buddy? Not yet. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I'm waiting for a kickoff of this Thursday night game. That's not whiskey. I think I'm going tequila. I got to sit through the mustard uniforms.
1: <laughs> that will do it. For another episode of the Fantasy Football Feeding Frenzy, hope everyone has plenty of luck in Week Eight. Hope everybody has a safe and happy Halloween. You know, lots of candy and scaring children and all that good stuff. We will be back next week to talk our way through yet another sixteen bye week because the NFL scheduling people are stoned. I guess. Um, two, Two teams, two teams, two teams, four teams, two teams, two teams, six, six. (laughs) What's the... <laughs> exactly. I they liked fantasy football. <laughs>
2: they were supposed to like us.
1: We're making yep, them money, exactly. and what do we get? What do we get? We get nothing. Well, he's making uh, me do
0: I You know what? I was going to chime in there, but you know what? I, I'm I'm going to stay positive again because the Lions were the only team that won between all three of our favorites last week. Thank you. Have a happy Halloween. Go Lions.